Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. This is a story that we've been keeping our eye on over the years and uh, very much in the news again. Uh, The killers of Limerick man Jason Corbett, Tom and Molly Martins have been appealing to a court in the US to give them a retrial claiming they didn't receive a fair trial originally. And on the line to chat to us a bit more about it is Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent, who's been covering this over the years and has also uh, co-written a book on it. Good morning to you, Ralph. Good morning, Joe. So just, as if people really need to be reminded in Limerick, but just briefly remind listeners of what happened to Jason Corbett. Yeah, Jason Corbett was a 39-year-old businessman from Limerick. Now he was working for a U.S. company, and he had relocated to North Carolina. Um, In a nutshell, very tragically, his first wife died of an asthma attack, leaving him with two young children, both aged two years and under. And he met an American woman called Molly Martins, who had travelled to Ireland to work as a nanny for his two children. Now, what Mr. Corbett was totally unaware of was that Miss Martins had a history of mental health problems, and a lot of the things that she had told him about herself were simply not true. Now, they got into a relationship. Um, he seems to have had concerns about the speed with which the relationship had developed. But very quickly, Miss um, Martins formed an attachment to his two children. And I think the, the major issue for him was that he didn't want to take another mother figure from the children. So the, the relationship deepened. They got married in June of 2011. They relocated to North Carolina. But totally unbeknownst to him, a couple of weeks after the wedding, uh, Miss Martins had gone to a divorce lawyer in the U.S. essentially to determine what were her rights to his two children. And that, that then triggered a campaign both by her and by her father to try and get these adoption papers signed so that she would have equal rights to her husband's two children. And it culminated um, in August of 2015 when uh, emergency services were alerted to an incident at the family home just outside Winston-Salem. And Mr. Corbett was found brutally beaten to death. Now, both Molly Martins and her father, Tom Martins, who's a retired FBI agent, they maintained that they acted entirely in self-defense. However, the police were quite concerned about the facts of the case. There were no injuries on either the um, father or the daughter. And as their investigation progressed, they realised that an attempt had apparently been made to drug uh, Mr. Corbett in the hours before his death. He had been beaten savagely. In fact, he was beaten so many times that a pathologist couldn't even accurately count the number of blows that he had sustained from a metal baseball bat and a concrete paving slab. Um, it was apparent that he was beaten even after he was dead. And it also emerged from a study of the forensic evidence that most likely the first blow that he sustained was while he was asleep in bed. And most disturbingly, it appeared that both the father and daughter had delayed ringing the emergency services, essentially to ensure that Mr. Corbett was dead when they arrived. So they were charged with second-degree murder. Uh, There was a very high-profile trial staged in July and August of 2017. And Tom and Molly Martins were both convicted of the second-degree murder of um, Jason Corbett. And what's interesting to note about that conviction, um, whereas in Ireland um, you can have majority verdicts in court, in other words, it can be 11 to 1 or it can be 10 jurors to 2 jurors, and a verdict will still be accepted. In North Carolina, a verdict must be unanimous. If just one juror had held out, 
there would not have been a conviction. So I think it underlines the scale of the evidence that it was a unanimous conviction for second-degree murder. Now, they both received 20 to 25-year prison sentences in August of 2017, and they immediately appealed. Mm. And what has happened this week is that the Supreme Court in the state of North Carolina has heard submissions both from the state prosecutors and from the defence teams on behalf of Tom and Molly Martins. In uh, February of last year, the Court of Appeal overturned the original conviction on a two-to-one split decision and recommended or ordered a retrial or left it up to the prosecutors to decide whether there would be a retrial. And what happened this week was the prosecutors said no, the Court of Appeal ruling should be set aside the original conviction was safe and the convictions and sentences should remain in place. And obviously the defence teams want the Supreme Court to go by what the Court of Appeal had ruled. Right, and within the states of the United States, there are state Supreme Courts. So this is the equivalent of the Irish Supreme Court. Uh, In actual fact, Joe, it's not. um, What it would be like, it would be like, say, if you take Limerick, you have Limerick District Court, and then you'd have Limerick Circuit Court, which is the court above it. It would be almost as if Limerick was granted its own Supreme Court. And then above the Limerick Supreme Court, you'd have the Irish Supreme Court. So what has happened over there is it's gone to the highest court within the state, which is the North Carolina Supreme Court. Above the North Carolina Supreme Court, you have the United States Supreme Court. So technically speaking, if the Martins lose this decision, they still have the legal potential to challenge it to the U.S. Supreme Court. If they win their decision, inevitably it means it's going to go to a full retrial in uh, North Carolina. Mm. One thing that I wasn't aware of, I I knew from the book and from talking uh, to uh, Tracy Corbett Lynch on uh, this show uh, that uh, there were concerns expressed very close to the wedding day uh, by members of Jason's family um, about uh, what uh, Molly had been saying and what they had heard from Molly's friends, things that they knew were simply not true. Um, but what I wasn't quite aware of was that she so quickly, Molly, went to seek the advice of a divorce yeah. lawyer after the marriage. Yeah, I think that's one of the most um, alarming and disturbing things was that they got married, I think it was in June of 2011, at a very elaborate ceremony in Tennessee at an old Confederate mansion, which incidentally was largely paid for by Jason himself. He was the one that had to pay for the wedding, even though it was Tom Martin's was effectively hosting events. Uh, Just a couple of weeks later, she went to a divorce lawyer, and the entire purpose of that visit was to determine her legal rights to the two children. And what's really awful about this story, totally aside from what, you know, a, a decent, admirable, you know, hardworking Limerick family has been put through over the last six years is the fact that there, no one knew the full back picture of what, you know, this woman's story and what was going on. Had everyone known, in other words, had the information been pooled or if everybody knew everything, you know, it, a, a tragedy might have been averted. But the awful part of it is that you know, people had one piece of the jigsaw, but nobody had more than two or three pieces. And you know, a lot of what Molly's behaviour was put down to maybe bravado or, you know, someone trying to make themselves seem a bit more important than they were. But I don't think anyone realised just the the level of manipulation that, that was going on, both in terms of, 
I suppose the most tragic part was trying to isolate Jason from his family because he had a fantastic family. He had tremendous support. He had great friends. And in fact, it's worth noting that a number of his friends had gone to him as good friends do in the days of the wedding and said, look, are you sure? Trying to bring issues of concern to his attention. But of course, the problem for Jason was that, you know, what does he, does he take uh, effectively a set, does he, does he deprive his children a second time of, of a mother or a mother type figure? And that was the awful decision that he found himself having to make. But again, no one knew all of the back details and what happened after 2011 to 2015 was was just it was terrible the way he was isolated from his family the way he was treated by her without realizing what was going on and um, she was doing things to try and undermine his confidence and um, spreading lies within the community in fact one of the elements that came across in the book which i was most astounded by was that there were a number of neighbors in the estate where Molly Martins and and Jason lived, there were a number of neighbours who did not want to be left on their own with Molly Martins because they were so concerned at the way she would tell lies, fabricate stories, try to work one person against another person. And really, this poor man was trying to mind his children. You know, he knew that Molly had problems and he was doing his best to try and help her with those problems without realising that she was operating to an entirely different agenda. Right, we're chatting to Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent. Um, was the appeal this week online? I saw what looked like Zoom shots on telly. It, it was, Joe. Essentially what would have happened was an oral hearing that there would have been access to the media and to family members um, in the North Carolina Supreme Court, which sits, I, I think it actually sits in pretty much the same building as the Court of Appeal um, had sat in back in uh, January 2019. But because of the COVID pandemic, the decision was made that it would be staged online. So there was a special uh, YouTube channel where um, people could watch the submissions by the various defence teams. What had happened was the prosecutors were given 30 minutes and there were two separate defence teams, one for Molly Martins and one for Tom Martins. And each of those were given 15 minutes to make their submissions. And some of those submissions were interrupted by the justices of the Supreme Court um, under uh, Chief Justice Newby. And they were asking specific questions because the, the Supreme Court will largely be making a decision based on the legal aspects of the case. And whereas the defence teams are, make, are arguing that because certain evidence wasn't allowed, the defendants didn't receive a fair trial. And what the state are saying is no, the trial judge, David Lee, acted entirely correctly. He made those decisions for very good reasons. The defendants had every opportunity to maintain a fair trial and that essentially the original conviction and sentence should should be maintained. When will we know the outcome of the Supreme Court of North Carolina's decision? Uh, simple answer, we don't know, Joe, but it would be we would expect it would be somewhere between three months and six months Having said that, we thought that the Court of Appeal um, would be back within three to six months and it ended up taking almost 13 months. So I think it very much depends on the caseload. It depends on the impact of COVID. It depends on the issues that are raised and precisely how complex they are and how long the judges decide that they require to go through this evidence. But around summertime, I mean, I think everyone is hoping that this decision is an awful lot faster than the last time because I do know that the family, and and remember, the family have been going through this since 2015. So they're coming up to almost six years of not being able to get closure, of constantly being dragged back 
into judicial processes in the state. So it's been very, very tough for them. And, you know, they've always been very dignified. They've always been very respectful. But it has taken its toll on them. So I know they're hoping that it won't be a repeat of the length of time it took for the Court of Appeal to come back. All right. Uh, Awful torment uh, for the family here. There's no question about that. Listen, thank you very much for talking to us. Uh, As always, Ralph Regal there of the Irish Independent. um, And uh, if uh, you haven't uh, read the book uh, that uh, uh, he wrote with uh, Tracy Corbett Lynch, it's well worth it. Call Limerick today now on 461995.